welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer from the challenging times to the victories of one's dreams, love, and life experiences. Through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue, it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary. We all come from different walks of life with different beliefs, but we all have similar desires and needs. Our paths are all so different, but yet we are all so connected. Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello, hello, y'all. How are you? You guys, we made it. Episode seven. I am really starting to have some fun and really enjoying these conversations and getting in the flow. So I hope you too are getting some insight and enjoying the conversations as much as I am. And if you ever feel inspired or you think of a friend who could use this bit of information, please don't be shy. Share it. I welcome, I welcome the, the sharing. Um, today I have had the honor to sit and chat with my sweet dear friend Tamara Renee. I met Tamara about a year ago for some body treatment and self-care, which I tend to neglect way too often. And we instantly hit it off and bonded. What I love about Tamara, and you'll see, is her complete commitment to herself and her fierce stand for people, for their health and their well-being, and empowering women, people, and their beauty, and helping them to heal themselves. She is a little firecracker, a little ball of endless energy, and today you will get to experience her energy, her excitement, and her passion to help people, especially women. I love our conversation because she paints such a clear picture of how the body works and how each system integrate and work together and how what she does in her practice, the simple techniques that she has come up with to find natural ways to create change in the looks and how you feel in your body in a whole healthy, holistic way. As a teenager, Tamara, you'll hear her story that she gained 75 pounds and that experience set her on her journey of her life to learn and understand the body. And through 30 years of her own personal experience, education, and helping people from all over the world, she has learned natural solutions and tools to engineer the body. Let's give a deep dive in today's episode with Tamara. Enjoy. Hi, beautiful. How are you? Good. I love seeing your face. I love seeing your face. I forget that people don't know that we're seeing each other, but I love, I haven't seen you in so long and I miss your beautiful face and your essence about you. 
everything about you. I feel like I've known you forever. And I think we got introduced earlier. When did we start working together? Almost a year ago, I think. Was it? Wow. Gosh, time flies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so how I met you was through my friend, Annie, who would come to you to get fascia blasted. And of course, I'm like, I always want to try everything and anything. So I'm like, if it's for my body and if it's going to make me feel better, why not? And I was like, I was actually like turning, I think I must've been 40 then in my just turned 40. And I'm like starting to notice my body. She actually was through COVID. I started, I stopped exercising. I, well, the first three months of COVID, I stopped exercising and I, you know, at that time, whatever food you could get at the grocery store we got. And of course we got a bunch of comfort food. Mm-hmm. And back in that time, that was, what is it? 2020 was that 2020? Yeah. It was raining. Do you remember when it for like March hit it rained yeah. in California for like a whole month straight. So of course Blair and I are eating all this comfort food. I wasn't exercising, <laughs> working around the clock and I started like seeing cellulite and I was like, in my body. And it took me, it probably took me eight months to kind of get out of my funk of bad eating and having the desire to exercise again. I noticed my body change a lot during that time. And that was when I got introduced to you because I wanted to come to you for, to fix my cellulite. And, but then I really learned through you because you're so passionate, driven and motivated and so committed. And I love it that, you know, fascia blasting is really beneficial for your whole body and how, and then I started learning. I mean, my background is sports medicine. So I've learned about the anatomy and physiology and we really connected on that because I know about the body. So that how important the, the fascia system is. I'd love to like, I don't know anyone else. Your profession is so unique. How did you come to what, oh, actually, do you want to explain what you do and then, sure. and then how you came to that? Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I've always been a little bit ahead of the curve and mm-hmm. I think I got ahead of the curve because what happened was I noticed the kind of same thing that you did. Mine wasn't a short period of time though. I was raised on what, what I consider white trash food, right? Mm-hmm. Single mom working her tail feather off, shoving food in front of us, like hamburger helper, you know, cr- cream of corn, green beans in the can and stuff like that in order for her to survive and and supply for all of us. And so I started realizing that I was, I was lacking something, but I couldn't have words to it. And I couldn't come to my mom about it because I already felt her stress. So when I was, I was right around seven, eight. Oh, wow. When I first started having those observations of my mom's extreme stress level Mm -hmm. and that I was always like wanting to be the rule follower and helper, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to help her. I want to help her. I don't want her to be like, oh, what can I do? Oh, you want me to jump left? You want me to jump right? So I didn't have a way to self-soothe myself. I didn't have anyone to go to. I didn't have that. My sister and I were like more enemies. And even still today, we we struggle trying to- You just have one other sibling. One sibling. Two of us. And are you the older or younger? Younger. Okay. Now she was the rebellion. So I had that to follow. Like, I don't want to be like that, right? (laughs) She's the one partying and not going to school. And I'm the one coming home with good grades. And I'm the one like, what do you want me to do now? Okay, okay, right? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I felt 
vacant of something. I was void. I had a void and I needed some, I guess, some soothing somehow. And I turned to food. And before I really realized I turned to food, I was well into my teens. Mm -hmm. And I had gained like 30 pounds in one year between the age of 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. And that's right when I was super confronted with everything because everyone else's parents were helping them with their entries into colleges. My mom's like, yeah, well, good luck. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Now, uh, to give my mom a, the fair hand, she did not have time. Right. My mom managed to financially take care of my sister and I with no financial help. You know, and I did not even know that until I was 17 years of age and I didn't have a dad since I was four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, she did quite a great job. So but your dad was in the picture until four? Was, yeah, until four. Uh-huh. And then he was, but he was also a a druggie. Okay. So there was a little bit of not wanting to be with him, not feeling safe with him. And also many times that he wouldn't show when he was supposed to show, Right. you know, he ended up doing like prison time and everything for it. It was okay. actually considered one of the bu- biggest drug bust Oregon had ever seen to date during that time. And your dad was a part of that. My dad was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I find that so, you know, I think my mom did a really good job, but I noticed I, I was really using food a lot. And I started noticing that I had used my friends to fill a little of that void. And now they were starting to do their own path for their own futures. And I got more and more scared and more and more lonely. Mm-hmm. And then the next year between 18 and 19, I put on 30 pounds more. So I had myself up close to like 170, maybe a few pounds over. I'm a petite size you know me right I'm, I mean I yeah you're like I mean I I just don't I'm five five yeah, I don't you're so I don't tiny <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have your muscle and I have shape but I don't have like a lot of girly curves or anything to kind of distribute things around but I was weighing about 70 pounds more than I weigh today right and, oh wow okay you know so that that is Eight. And then again, too, you have like an influx of hormones at that, that time, right? At like, yes. Uh, 16, 17, 18. Well, actually, I mean, I guess you start your cycle earlier, than earlier. That, but you're also going through all these changes. I mean, yes. I, I was a nightmare. Probably. Yeah. I thought I was a good girl, but I probably was a nightmare, but you know, actually, I still think I was a good girl. Yeah. I mean, I like us, you know, I've got a contrast, you know, my sister was, like I said, the rebellion. So mm-hmm. for me, I still look back and think I was a nice girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My yeah. sister says, how come you were mom's favorite? I'm like, how come? Yeah. Well, let Where me tell you. you? <laughs> I think you were there too. Yeah. I know. It is yeah. funny, like the different perceptions of like what was probably going on for your sister, what was going on for your mom, and then for you, because I have that same thing. I was raised in a divorce family, but it was my father was there, but you know, I split time between them. And so spending it was like I have my story of my upbringing and I would share that with my mother. And she's like, that's not how it went. That's not mm-hmm. like what it was. And I'm like, that's how it felt for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, but that's her world was, you know, she was a single mom doing this, this, this. And I'm like, you know, this was what happened for me. Like no one was there, you know, I was, but she was out working. But for me as a young child, I just felt like I was alone a lot. You know, I want to get back to your original question. Yeah, However, sorry. I do want to make a 
really important remark on what you just said. Mm -hmm. Our existence is our reality, right? Mm -hmm. And traumas get stored from little tiny things like you having to go to the bathroom, like number two, when you're little and your mom's trying to rush you off the train. Those little things like that are how trauma set in and they stay in. And the thing is, is they don't always, they always, they affect every decision and every processes that we Mm -hmm. ever make, you know, and they get stored and stuck and they toxify our, either our organs or fascia or something. Right. Right. So going back to like, I got overweight. I all of a sudden realized one day that I didn't want to live that grossly insecure. I was starting to really remind myself from a lot of social situations. Now I'm a complete introvert, so that's not necessarily mm-hmm. so hard for me, but what I do love is human beings and they fill my soul. I love human connection more than anything else. Interesting. Right? So you're an interview and you love humans, but I can't do a lot out when I go okay. out. I got to gotcha. come home. Right. And I've got to look at my schedule and go, okay, I can do that. But if I do that other, that other social event, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to have like three or four days, almost nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've learned how to manage that a little bit better right. and not make it wrong. But, you know, it was like me realizing that I did not want to live that long with this gross and in, grossly insecure that I was feeling. And I've got so many longevity link genes on both sides. So I was like, okay, I got to turn things around. So immediately I did, I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? Well, during those days, right? You eighties, cut out red meat, cut out butter and cut out fried foods. Yeah. And like, okay, no problem. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm like 18, 19, 20 pounds, a little off. And all I've done is really take and cut off some major things, which I was eating a lot of donuts. So, you know, (laughs) and I started working out at a woman's gym and having, I had to drive extra farther to go to a woman's only facility, Mm -hmm. but it's where I felt I could be myself at. Right. Mm -hmm. And they supported me there and they were always like the best cheerleaders. There's all the staff and watching me shrink. And you know how it is. It's like, if someone's feel like you've got your crew and they've got your back, it even motivates you more and you Mm -hmm. don't only want to do it for you, but you want to now do it for them. And it's amazing how that dominoes or that snowballs, right? Right. You know that. Yeah. And so I learned how to like do these little things to kind of tweak my diet. And then I started studying nutrition and that's when I was like, hold it. Not every single human being should be eating the same thing. This doesn't make sense. But I was frustrated and I went by the natural golden rules, you know, for more people, most people. And I was getting more vitality and learning more systems and learning more rituals that were feeding where I wanted to go. And I was feeling so good. I I didn't even realize stuff that I was like so tired and so brain dead. I had no idea because it was my everyday existence. Right. I was in that fog and no clue that I was in that fog. Was that the fog when you were 70 pounds heavier? Yes. And you didn't know that you were in that fog at that time until you got out of it. Yes. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want everyone to have this. And then you noticed it was the shift in the foods that you're eating that got you out of the food, Yes. Right. Yes. Gotcha. And so then I'm like, okay, what is going on? So I started nutritional consulting, right? I went and got my nutritional life co- oh, awesome. certification uh-huh. and I started doing nutritional con- consulting. And from there, I opened At 18? Up, well, no, that was about, about 23. Okay. And then I moved to Hawaii. I'm over in Hawaii and I'm playing for a couple of years doing miscellaneous stuff. Then I moved back to the States uh-huh. and, you know, but I lived a life of like in a bathing suit for a number right. of years. Never in a million years did I think I was going to be able to do that. Right. Right. And I'm in my mid twenties. I'm not like 13. Right. <laughs> but I was rocking it and I was so proud of myself. Right. Honestly, you know, that, and that I, I really understood about how to create systems that's actually really awesome. I love that because I see you as such a cheerleader for women and, and men, but like you're really yeah, just really an advocate for women and ha- like having them love their bodies. So I love that too. At such a young age, you learned how to love and appreciate your body because you had that contrast and the journey that you went through at such a young age and you like discovered it yourself. I've I too had a similar thing. Like I, at a young age, got really into health and nutrition because I played soccer. So I knew I was like, and I had asthma and I knew that if I, for something, I, my father played racquetball. So I was at the racquetball club with him and had equipment there and I taught myself all the machines. And then through time, I just realized like something clicked for me that maybe I could get better at soccer if my nutrition was better and I started the same thing. So I, I love it that our, our paths are very like parallel. And yes, yeah. Isn't it interesting yeah. how good you can feel when you're eating right? I know it is. It's, it's, it's like you, and you really don't know until you know, and then mm-hmm. like that light bulb goes yeah. off. So now you're in your twenties, you're in Hawaii. And then I came back to the mainland, moved to California and that's where all the magic started happening. And I'm like, what do I want to do? I want to spread all of this knowledge and give all this love up and all my fellow sisters. How do I get it done? Right. And so I start, I opened a juice bar. Now, mm-hmm. these were days that juice bars weren't popular, right? <laughs> People were like tofu and wheatgrass. Now, I wouldn't serve anyone tofu today. Right. But in those days, that was the thing to do, Right. And so I had a juice bar and then I opened up a second juice bar. Now I had oh, no idea what it was like to run a business. Right. I'm not a business minded woman. I'm a heart driven woman and I've got really good discipline habits. Once I set up my systems, because I'm a creative creature, mm-hmm. if I create enough systems to support what I need to accomplish, I can let my creativity soar. Right. Right? Oh, that's and interesting. So that's, that's, that's good. And I call them rituals, you know, uh-huh. because I love so that. they feel like they support you. you yeah. Know? I love that. Cause I'm a very systematic person too. And I love systems and putting processes in place, but sometimes I can get so robotic in getting the system and the process in place that I can't do the creative cause I have my process. So I love yeah. that you can be creative in that, in that. Well, don't you think if you create the process, then you have the space to be creative? I think though, too, I can get so rigid in like keeping to the process, but I love that. Like, because, and maybe it is because the process is part of the creation as well. So, and if you think about it as a true entrepreneur, 
you can be creative, but if you don't have any processes under control, any systems, like yeah. the chances of you like fulfilling what you want to deliver to this world is uh, more of a crapshoot than ever, right? right? Right. But if you really try to create systems and structure, but then also like, you know, I, I think one thing that you said, which this has been one of my Achilles heel, and I think this is what you're saying. So I'm going to restate it mm-hmm. in a different way. And you mm-hmm. say, yay or nay, right? <laughs> For our listeners to really kind of understand that, like, when sometimes when you're so regimented, you're not in the flow. So you can't yeah. see the right avenue to come your way. Yeah. Because you're so like, oh, no, this is the steps I set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can be, a, I, I, that could be my, me. Mm-hmm. And I see like probably the last three years. And again, I'm aware of this. So I can, I can notice like, oh, I'm doing this. Nothing else can come in. No new ideas if I'm so regimented on this. So like trying to be more flexible or open. I mean, I I think I am open-minded, but like just being more flexible in my ways and Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have all the answers. So that's when new ideas can come or you get a thought or you know, someone pops up into your life, you know, you yeah. just, you never know. But um, that's I'm one sorry. of the things I've loved that I've learned is to ask, to ask for input, ask for feedback. And, tr- and like, you know, those, those little butterflies mm-hmm. that you get in your stomach. And when mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not sure what it all means. When that happens to me, like when I feel some intuitive thing come my way, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like excitement. Sometimes it feels like anxiety, just depending on where my sleep levels been or my thought processes is for those days that day. But I try to sit back and that's when I'll meditate. And that's when I'll lay back there and I'll go, okay, what, what are you trying to tell me universe? Where do you want me to be? Where am I best of service? You know? And then do you usually find the answer that way? Yeah. And I never would ever do that. And I'm 58. So Mm -hmm. I want everyone to learn from me. And that's, I, most of my girlfriends are younger Mm -hmm. and that's really (laughs) my driving force is don't uh, come to me, ask me if I can impart any pearls of wisdom on health and beauty or life. I don't want everyone to take as long as I do. I love that. So you're 58, right? Yes. That is amazing because, I mean, to me, you're so vibrant and just, I mean, I always tell you, you have more energy than me because you're always whipping around. Yeah, and, yeah. I do have a lot of energy. <laughs> and and you always say that's like your saving grace is your energy. And, yeah. and that's probably true of how you eat, right? So, you know, I, I think that it's more than food though, but I will tell you every live post that I'm doing every live feed that I'm teaching people how to fascia blast in front of thousands of women at one time online. Yeah. I keep telling them food matters. You want to see your fascia change in oh, seven to 10 yeah. days. Food matters. You now know? I, I remember what I was going to say, so you're okay. 58. Yeah. So you like, you're so vibrant to me. I remember I asked you, I was like, how are you so sexy? Like Uh to me, you're just so sexy as a woman. And I love that because I feel, I mean, from my perspective and I'm I'm seeing it more and more women just like striking of like, I'm sexy at all ages. But I mean, like, I just love that because you're, and you're like, well, it's just always something like, how do you, how was that for you? Like, 
Oh gosh, I, I, you know, I didn't feel sexy for younger, but then when you when you take responsibility on for your body and, and you're prideful of like the the, the the fuel that you're putting in it. Now, I don't want anyone to think that they need to be perfect. That's one of the best things about coaching with me is I can really look at their current lifestyle, help them create structures and rituals, right. but not be so regimented that they can't have like chocolate cake or a glass of wine or, you know, fried calamari or caprese salad, whatever their thing may be, right? right? I've learned what I need and I don't ignore those signs anymore. I don't feel bad if I need to get more sleep. I don't feel bad if I could say, no, I can't do a third social thing in a week. It's too much for me, right? Not with me seeing clients all day long and then doing live things and making courses and doing all my stuff behind the scenes and then social, like it can't happen. So I've learned to have boundaries for myself that keep me feeling whole. And now when I feel whole, I can feel sexy every single moment. You could put me in my bathrobe and I'll feel sexy. Oh, I love that. I've provided the right care for myself. Right. I mean, that says it all, right? When you're feeling whole in yourself. Yeah. So, and you talked about like the work that you do and you offer so much to women and men. Do you want to talk about, cause I've, I've seen you for fascia blasting and the lymphatic work. Yes. And I know you offer so many, I mean, every time I go, you're like, why don't you try this? Try this. I know, I know. <laughs> try it all. But I love it. Cause you provide natural solutions for people, um, as opposed to going and getting, um, like, liposuction or going and getting like cut. So like, let's talk about some of the work that you offer. Okay. Can I talk about my transitions? Yeah, of course. So, you know, going and having those juice bars before juice bars Mm -hmm. were popular. My audience at that time wanted like beer and pizza and I'm trying to feed them tofu sandwiches and wheatgrass, right? They're like, what the heck? No. Well, then I decided that I wanted to open up an organic meal delivery service and I shut down both of my juice bars and I did only nutritional consulting as I was figuring out my menu, my suppliers, my commercial kitchen, you know, and all of that. And so then I hear I'm doing a meal delivery service, an organic meal delivery service well before my time. So here I'm having to teach people what is juice bar. Then I have to tell them what is an organic meal delivery and why do I have to spend $28 for a grass-fed steak? I'm like, geez, that's about what I pay for it to give it to you. And what time period is this in? That was when I was 37. So I had the juice bars when I first came and then I did the organic meal delivery, I think when I was 37 or 38. So is that in the 90s by then? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, that still, that was well before my time, right? (laughs) Well, then during that process, I'm like, listen, I don't believe that everyone needs to have oatmeal for breakfast. This one size fits all does not fit. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing more nutritional education, learning about different metabolism types and how to feed people specifically to their metabolism. Now, we weren't running DNA at that time. So I was, I got schooled and certified on a process called a metabolic typing, just putting you through 200 questions mm-hmm. to determine how you might metabolize proteins, carbs, and fats so I can teach you the best way. So then here I am, once again, educating my clientele, right? Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Right. Everyone knows what, what nail polish is. 
But if you're having to spend all the time, not only educate them, you have to be out in front of people. You have to get the word out there. Especially, I think, in the 90s in that environment. But you all are also living in California at that time, correct? So it's a little bit better market, right? A little bit more open, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seeking people are seeking more information Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. So then I started um, when DNA came out. I think DNA came out in 06. I started running DNA. What is is the DNA? I would run your DNA through the laboratory to get what you need in the macronutrients and also exercise and then lifestyle. Lifestyle, like how are you releasing serotonin and dopamines? Are you sensitive to circadian cycles? You know, are you having flavored like trouble with bitter flavors? And so then I create a whole system of how to work with every plus and minus you have so that we can express your good DNA and squash your bad DNA. Oh, so that's all based on each individual's DNA. Correct. I have been doing that nutritional consulting since 2008 and still today. And my first four clients were medical doctors that have been part of my meal delivery service or nutritional consulting through Uh the years, right? Uh So that was fun, right? I'm like, And so I still, that's still one of my favorite things to date. It was the vehicle that allowed for me to go from 118 to 100 pounds and hold it off. Because at 118, actually, I was pretty happy with what I looked and I held that right. for a long time. But my DNA, when I became, became eating exactly how my body wanted, I released those 18 pounds like that. And I thought, wow, I guess this is this is where I was supposed to be at, but right. I didn't know it. Right. Right. So I've been able now I've, I've been doing DNA since 2008. I love that. Um, uh-huh. I can run it remotely. I send the kits out, you know, swab, we send it to lab. They give me a report. I make a report from that. I deliver that to my clients. So still going with that. And okay. then what happened is I didn't want to do the meal delivery service anymore <clears throat> because it was so labor intensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Phew! These hands need to not be dishwashed hands for a couple of years (laughs) and recover, right? Um, And so I gave my staff and everything and my clients three months notice. And then we kind of dwindled down and we just all collectively got together and did what we could for the clients until their last days. And then I had to borrow cooks from other meal deliveries to help me for my last couple of clients and everything, but I got it all worked out. Right. And then I, from there, I called during that transition, I called one of the plastic surgeons that I was working or that, you know, did my DNA and also that had my meal delivery service. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, Dr. Chasen, I want to come in there and I want to show your clients about pre and post nutritional care as well as lymphatic care. And that was my first breach into body treatments because I was born with such a sluggish Oh, that's lymphatic genius. system. That's and I, genius. Yeah. So, and it was like, yeah. so but you I, didn't have the treatments at that time. So did you develop them or did you already no, know? I already knew okay. which machines I wanted. You know, I already knew what, what manufacture everything. Oh, right. right? Cause you, you studied, you yeah. like 
Yeah, I you know how it is. I, yeah. I, I, I love to research. <laughs> well, plus when it's personal to you, you're even more invested. Wait, so you didn't have the equipment? Did the doctors provide the equipment? or No, did- so then I went and bought a $56,000 endermology machine, still have it today, mm-hmm. and I it's one of my babies. Mm-hmm. I, I see the... Well, I don't know that everyone knows, but our lymphatic system is our debris cleaning system. It's kind of like mm-hmm. our organ, like the liver. It's like the cleanser. Right. But our lymphatic system runs right below the skin surface. Right. And, um, you know, if we don't give, if we, if that's not moving and those ducts aren't filtering, then we don't have something to clean our body's debris out. Now we get debris from like, clothes we've got on the chemicals in them right the chemicals we eat and breathe from the toxic thoughts we think right so we put on I just had the thing so also too if we're feeling sluggish or when we're getting sick could that also be too because our lymphatic system is overwhelmed yes yeah and so we want that to move right and then you know through the years I was doing all these long distance sports I was at the weight I wanted. I was helping now my lymphatics, but I was out of clothes. I was like, what is going on? Out of what? Out of clothes. Oh, okay. And I'm looking down going, ooh, I don't like that. Now I put on clothes. I'm like, oh, hello. But out of clothes, I was getting a lot of dimpling and I started getting like bulkier areas and not quite sure why. Okay. Then I learned about fascia blasting and I learned about our fascia connective tissue system. Mm -hmm. And that is a continual web like through our body. It's supposed to suspend things from things. It's supposed to suspend muscle fiber from muscle fiber, tendons from tendons and ligaments and organs and everything. And it weaves in and out of every organ and around every single muscle fiber and throughout this continuous web in our whole entire body. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold it. If my fascia system, my superficial fascia system is in my lymphatic system mm-hmm. or vice versa, right? One or the yeah. other, they lie in the superficial mm-hmm. is, is it's got a clamp down on the fascia system. It's clamping down to my lymphatic system and mm-hmm. it's creating some of these looks that look like cellulite, which all that is, is adhesions in our fascia. So mm-hmm. I started researching that more and more and more. And then mm-hmm. I went and I got a massage license so that I would be able to work on the body mm-hmm. with the fascial system, right? Awesome. Uh-huh. And so here I'm at the doctor's office. I've got my lymphatic care. I've got my DNA nutrition. Mm-hmm. I'm now bringing on fascial blasting. And the doctors think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> oh, really? I'm using silly oh, yeah. tools. <laughs> and they're like, hold it. We've got... You're certified in eight lasers, Tamara, and they're like $300 per session, yeah. but you want to bring in this $200 treatment for right. the client. I'm like, that's what the client needs. Right. I'm not going to sell them a $300 treatment when they need the $200 one. Right. Right? Like, like I, and they, they're always like, how can you get such great results from all the clients? You get better results than any of our nurses or doctors. I go... Because I understand the internal system. Right. I understand fascia. I understand lymph. I understand nutrition and how it all relates to our overall well-being. And if you step too far forward and you don't get the foundation done, you're wasting time and money and emotions. It's amazing how eight years of medical school, like... (laughs) 
I love that though. It's like you're a little detector of the body, but yeah, it's, it is all connected. Yeah. Um, That's genius. Okay. Go go on. I want to know more. (laughs) That's seven years ago that I got Mm -hmm. into fascia work. Mm -hmm. And now I'm blending fascia work with like sound therapy and, and radio frequency and lymphatic care and emotional trauma release. And just a few months back, I took it to the face and I got certified by a Russian company that, that um, knows how to do uh, the fascia work within the face. So it's part of its vocal massage, so inner mouth massage mm-hmm. and the massage all on the face, neck, chest and head in order mm-hmm. to get the natural lifting. Right. Okay. So here we've taken this technology that's on our body, and we're putting it in the face, and we can help with TMJ, migraine headaches, and also give you a natural facelift look and boost. Also, you, natural remedies for making your body healthier. Do you think those, like those um, injuries that you're saying, like TMJ and uh, migraines, do you think those come from like the fascia being tightened? I couldn't say for sure, but I would probably put money on it. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, right. but you feel like, you think like this. If you've got a TMJ, like tight. that is tight muscle. Yeah. Now, if you've got <clears throat> strands of fascia around every single mm-hmm. strand of muscle, and then inside one or two strands, you've got the another bundle and then mm-hmm. another bundle another one and each mm-hmm. bundle has another wrapping of fascia mm-hmm. and you get that dry dehydrated right mm-hmm. literally dehydrated not enough water mm-hmm. or you don't have the right minerals in your body mm-hmm. or you've got a biomechanical problem where maybe you're slouching over too much or you're wearing too tight of a bra that's cutting into your side or too tight of a waistband or, you know, you're walking with one leg out to the side, mm-hmm. that is a misuse or overuse, if it's like a bra or a belt, of our biomechanics. And it doesn't allow for our muscles or the tissues to move. So if we've got a knot in our jaw muscle, which is one of the strongest muscles we have on our entire mm-hmm. body, that is a knot in your fascia that is within the muscle structure. So it's not superficial, but it's a deeper layer of fascia that's got a knot in it. If you're combing out a knot mm-hmm. in your muscle, then if that's all it is, then I would think that fascia therapy could certainly take care of it. Right. Many times with migraines, it's a tightening of a stress response. When we get tight in our head, we stop the movement of the fascia going back and forth. Many people have noticed a big improvement in their migraines or their headaches using the fascia tools. Oh, I love that. So, you know, there's, it's just endless. It's a really rich, effective communication system. And we're just learning more and more about it. Did you know, was the first journal entry in medical journals was 2006. This is something they've cut through our body and noticed it every single time they've peeled back skin and never questioned what it was. It's kind of true though, because like from what I know of it, it's like, like say thin layer around the muscle, then it's around a bundle and then there's a fascia around the, a bigger bundle and it just kind of keeps going. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah, what is, you know, right. And then you think about this, 
if it's tight one area because it's continuous, it moves in and out of those muscles in between mm-hmm. tendons and ligaments in between in and out of every organ. Right. So if it's tight here and you're, can this work right? Describe what you're saying. Cause we can see each other. Oh, oh got you. Right. Okay. So say if you've got, say you've got a, a dress shirt on mm-hmm. and you don't have it buttoned. Mm-hmm. And so when you're pulling on one collar of it on your left side and the, it doesn't affect anything on the right side, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you button that shirt and then you, you, then you try to pull on it, it's affected, right? Right. So any adhesion in the body is going to affect the whole body. Right. Right. Because it's every, pulling it off everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. every dent or every blocked bolt area that doesn't seem to move well on your body, like saddlebags, deltoids, traps, you know, cellulites, the, the most common things to see, those are only adhesions in the fascia. So right. if we find something to comb those babies out, guess what works? Toxins are removed, our mobility is restored, and our lymphatic system can now right. flow better. So everything I do is always thinking, how do I m- allow for myself <laughs> and my ladies to look and feel their very best today, but that's also going to help them feel their very best 20 years right. down the road. Right. You don't need to compromise anymore. We're learning that more and more and more. These young girls are going to this drastic measures to, to look good when they don't need it. They just, there's so many nice natural remedies that really support us and help with all systems when we take care of it. It's like, you can't go without water people, you know? Right, right. I know. I love that. It's like a one-stop shop. Will you like, so what type of results are you seeing from the fashion? I know that you had um, plantar fasciitis, which you healed by doing the fascia. I mean, uh, I have, I have personally seen dramatic results with nerve damage, burn victims, mastectomy clients, autoimmune issues. I'm really lucky because in this culture here, like we said before, Steph, we got, things are more progressive here. Mm -hmm. People are more curious here. They feel more comfortable, like looking and researching things, Mm -hmm. right? We're like Oklahoma, things don't really come in their algorithms as much as ours, right? Right. So, you know, I mean, they might um, be moving forward. I don't, I don't know what it's like for them there. I know like two hours on the East coast, I think, you know, things kind of come to California first and then kind of migrate out or like yeah. the bigger cities, but yeah. And so like, I've got like three naturopath doctors, actually two of them that are MDs also, but they have a naturopathic practice. They send me their clients Oh, I love that because of the natural necessity to have proper lymph and proper fascia care. Right. And then for the DNA for, I mean, you know, I've got one that comes to me that's like, wants me to put her on a diet. I'm like, don't you know how to eat? We've already right. ran your DNA for the natural fat MD, you know? Oh, wait, and she doesn't want to do it. Well, you know how it is. Life gets busy and it's yeah. hard for her to slow down because she, right. she's slammed. Right. Her, business, her business is, you know. Now she needs your, your meal kit. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She does. yeah. So, so then, so you offer that. And then I remember too, showing the, what are those little dots? Remember so that's a plasma pen. <clears throat> so that is a treatment that you do little microscopic burns 
in order to do a lifting to the skin in a specific direction. So for an example, like you're a little bit younger and you've got really nice thick skin. Mm -hmm. So for you, it would be a great option for you at this age. You Mm -hmm. want to wait till your skin is a little bit thinner and a little bit more crepier. That's where that comes in. And because I'm older, I've been, I've gone through a great amount of weight loss in my day. And I also have thin white girl skin. I was really drawn to that as an option or solution, you know, that didn't put me under the knife to give me a little lift and boost. And so that's called a plasma pin. So, and that's really more on the beauty realm, you know, so that's fun. That's where a lot of creativity comes in, which I, I love looking and assessing, you know, I'm, that's, that's my strength, assessing right. your tissue, assessing what I suggest you do, where it'd be the first spot, where would be the best way to change your posture? How do you do that first? How do you change your lifestyle first? You know, all of that is, is right. fun. And so going back to, sorry to jump around, but going okay. back to the fascia blasting, let's take someone through that, that process. Cause Tamara, like you said, you're like a hundred pounds yeah, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, she can't hurt me. <laughs> but you get on that table and yeah. you're like, I mean, there are times that I, I'm, I want to like, punch you in a good loving way. Okay. Stop. Take a deep breath. It's going to hurt. 30 I, I like it's just want to like hold you and I'm like swearing and you're like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Breathe it out. Breathe <laughs> yeah. it out. So it's not like the most pleasant and you do also teach online. So like if people aren't in the Southern California area, you also actually have online courses that can empower people to learn themselves, correct? Yes. And then I also do like remote uh, assessment uh, sessions Mm -hmm. and even remote blasting so that I can see their skin. I can see how it's developing. Where should they start? Where do they need to spend more time Uh and stuff like that? But, you know, one thing is like fascia for me is not painful anymore. Oh, so interesting. It's painful when your fascia and your lymphatic system isn't as healthy. The more healthy it gets, the more the pain goes. Now, gotcha. one thing to consider, fascia is like our hair, right? Yeah. So if our hair, if you touch your hair, your mm-hmm. hair doesn't have any sensory, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the same with the, the, the fascia fibers. They have, those are sensory fibers. So say you had a knot in your hair and you're trying to unknot it. You wouldn't take the back of a comb or you wouldn't take a pillow and try to get a knot out of your hair, right? right. Just like you wouldn't take a foam roller and trying to get a knot out of your fascia. You need a Mm. comb-like substance. Now, if I am not going to hold my hair that has the knot in it so that it's not torquing on my head, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start just combing through it to get that knot out, Mm -hmm. and I'm not holding it so it doesn't pull on my head each time, it's going to hurt my head, right? Right. Yeah. So there takes some finesse and everything because this, this fascia has all the sensory. Mm-hmm. I need to somehow figure out how to get my work done, how to increase your mobility, mm-hmm. increase your lymphatic drainage, increase or decrease your inflammation, your stored traumas and your adhesions. Uh, yes, with, yes, with, yes. I know. With as much finesse. Yeah, yeah. But, but sometimes it does take a little pain because yeah. those are stuck. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and um, nicely you know, put. But what people don't understand is not only can they change how their body's feeling, they can change how their body's looking. I used to have calves that didn't fit in boots. My thighs and my calves were almost the same size and I didn't have a variation from calf to ankle. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, girl. Mm-hmm. I take my fascia tools. I spend more times in the areas now that I'm pain free. Mm-hmm. I spend more time in the areas that I want smaller or more defined so that I can carve a prettier body. Right. It all works together. But each time I'm doing anything on my body, I'm giving it more love for more health and more vibrance. Right. How often do you recommend somebody like fascia blasting just starting out? Oh gosh, that is very individual depending on your fascia type. The more firm your fascia type is, which is like yours and mine, mm-hmm. the more consistent we need because we need mm-hmm. a reminder, unwind, 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 unwind. Mm-hmm. But if you get someone that's really squishy tissue, mm-hmm. they already have loose connective tissue fibers. Mm-hmm. And so they might have a little knot here and there, but if you keep pulling those fibers that are already loose, you're going to make it more loose. So you have to uh, be interesting. You have to right. like think how are their fiber structures mm-hmm. yep. and coach them based on that. Right. So like for that. me, I fashion blast five days a week. Right? And that's you've been doing this for seven for, years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then I'll have a client, I'll be like, you should start by doing it light and brisk twice a week. Yeah. And then let's see if we could progress you to like one really focused, concentrated on your problem areas another time a week, but not full body. Right. And then once we get those areas better, let's go back to less times per week and maybe a full body blast. Right. So do you right? usually people see you that many times too? Or I mean, I guess because you, you teach remotely though too, but... Um, I try to get them to do a little of their homework or right. home, you know, because you could do it in the shower. It's best to do it warm. It's not right. fun. It is labor intensive. I'm right. not going to kid you. And that's why a lot of people like to come to me right. because they're like, oh, I don't yeah. want to do that. And like, I well, get it. It's also too, because you're lying down and you get a different angle than like yeah, if I was to do it. And like, that's what I did when I was coming religiously to you at come once a week and then do the other days myself. And yes, I have fallen off the wagon (laughs) and I have it in my head that I'm like, Oh, I got to just, I have to do this. I have to do this. But yeah, like say like the timing, but I do know, I know I'm coming to see you in like a few weeks. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know, but I, I do love it. And of course I love, cause you also have the infrared sauna there. Yeah. Big fan of infrared saunas, you know, especially now, you know, we're in a time that we really need to stimulate our immune system as much as possible, you Mm -hmm. know, with, COVID and all. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of infrared sauna. I try to do infrared sauna the five days a week also. Mm-hmm. And most of the time that's where I'm doing my fascia blasting because I'm already in there and I'm already warm. Okay. That's why I also try to teach people maybe the best place for you is in the shower, right? Because I do. Yeah. Shower yeah, bath. You know, yeah, you're already yeah. in there. You're already warm. It's natural, you mm-hmm. know, easy progression. But, you know, a lot of people feel really intimidated by it. And I'm not quite sure. I don't really have that personality. I'm in, I'm more like you in the sense of, I'm curious, like, how did these flowers come over, but these ones stay up? <laughs> and let me play with them to see if I can figure that out. Right. I love picking up things, you know, and testing them and 
analyze and assessing them. And I trust my own intuition as yeah. well enough to know that I'm not going to hurt myself. Yeah. I'm not stupid, right? Yeah. If I get too much pain, I'm going to say stop. But right. I'm, I, I do consider myself a curious George. And that's exactly what I always call you, curious I, George. I love it. I know. I told Annie, I'm so, so surprised she didn't call her podcast Curious Georgette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear that one, but I think there, there yeah, there was many names going back and forth um, yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. So fun. I love so that. Fun. Well, I love your, like your mission in life and your commitment to people. And I really just feel that from you. Like you're just so committed and this, yeah, like a little ball of love. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. I know too, we were talking before and you just, you had a message you also wanted to share about with people about their health. Yeah. You know, I want to be there for the whole planet. Mm -hmm. Right. And both you and I have that in us. And so does Annie Banani, the one that Mm -hmm. actually connected the two of us. Mm -hmm. That's one of the um, superpowers we've been blessed to have and to get is that we've got this thing inside of us that exudes through us that we want to help as many people as we possibly can. And I I want people to understand that it's not me and it's not you and it's not Annie Banani. It can really be put into your own hands. And if we could somehow help you come up with your methods so that they can put, people can put a lot of their health in their own hands, it can be done. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be laborious and crazy it's just a few fundamental things that are really essential. And for each person, it can vary slightly. But if you go to people like us, we might help, be able to help you get into that rhythm and that groove so that you can thrive and flourish in your whole life. You right. Know? And it but, really like, and then what I'm hearing in that message is like, starts with a curiosity, right? Yes. Just yes. getting curious, curious of why do I feel this way? Or maybe what could I do to make, this feel better, you know, and start like coming from the intention of loving your body. And like, cause I know for me, I was, I think too, going back with COVID, I realized how abusive I was to my body. And I mean, I was running six days a week and jujitsu, boxing, CrossFit, like I was just doing it all. And it was like more an abuse to my body And I had stopped it all, but it was like a shift from going into loving and appreciating my body. And I was like, I don't need to do all that stuff, you know? And, but now when I do it, it's like my body wants to move. I want to feel good. And that it was like, yeah, I went to you because I had the intention of getting the cellulite, but I don't even, I didn't really have that much, but, um, I wanted to sell you like, but then it became something bigger. It became about like the health of my body, which is, you know, I'm always trying something new for my body or I always said I was like a supplement junkie, but I know I've talked to you about the DNA food and I, I would love to talk to you about that again. So when I, yeah, <laughs> well, one thing, um, and I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. So one thing I do remember one of the first things I said to you when you were on my treatment table and you were doing all that exercise and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I love healthy rituals, right? That, yeah. you know, but I was like, do less. Yeah. Don't, no. Yeah. Don't go to do, oh yeah, rest. Yeah. 
You know, like, what? You, you already are so active in here as your mm-hmm. natural state of being. Mm-hmm. And then you were ha- transitioning from like working crazy to a new position within the company, working crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then also putting the high demands on your body. Yeah. And then you're like, hold it. You know, my, my legs used to be like this when I did soccer. Well, yeah, you probably weren't, you know, bombarding your body with all the stressors that you got then. And you wondered, you know, how can I get more balance back to my legs? You know, I, love, I, like- I love that point, too, because I know, too, it's like, oh, well, I used to do this. I should be able to do this and I should be do this and I could do this. But it's it's like. No, no. You have to look at everything in your life that's going on. And that's one of the things I was saying that when I feel the most sexy is when I'm providing sleep, hydration, allowing myself what is really right for my body. Right. There is where sensuality comes from. Right. Right. Getting in touch with your fascia and all the lymphatic system and getting in into all the systems and getting to know your body, you start becoming more and more aware of yourself and what it needs. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we don't always understand why am I tired? Why is my nose running? Why do I have a little headache? Yeah. You know, why am I getting grumbly stomach? Think, ask yourself those questions. Right. Not like, Oh, I just have a headache. Oh, I just have rumbly stomach. Oh, I just got, you know, bloodshot, red hands, inflammation from that meal. Think about, oh, I just ate that meal. What in that meal? What caused that? Right. Why Why don't I feel good? I'm going to test that again. Maybe in those three items, I'm going to test them individually because I ate them all three together. I don't know which one I reacted from. But whenever your body's trying to communicate, don't ignore it. It is trying to talk to you. Yeah. And that Love is the it. most wonderful thing, system we've got. Yeah. It's always trying to have our back. And we just keep ignoring it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so... It feels good not to, you know? Yeah. No, it's a brilliant system. You know, it's, it is. it's all connected and yeah, there's lots of messages. And usually by the time we start feeling that we've missed a lot of other messages for yeah. it to be like, okay, it's in your right. face. You're sick now, <laughs> you know? So, well, we are human. Sometimes yeah. we have a little hit over the head. Yeah. Like me. I mean, it's happened. I'm like injured and I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? I can't, yeah. you know, I get so Maybe mad at myself. I was, yeah. <laughs> it's so silly. I know. Well, thank you so much. I love you to death. I'm I so glad you. that we're on this path together and I have you in my life and yeah. I love learning from you. Thank you for all your wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. It's back at you. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing you. Yes, me too. Okay. And for all you listeners, just Trust yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. Believe yeah. in yourself. And I'll have in the show notes how they can get in contact with you and see you, you on social media. And you do put tips on your social media. Always. Uh, yep. And your website and all that good stuff. So they okay. can follow you more. Okay. Thank you so Thank much. You. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend and please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.